tired of conflict, drama, fighting, and people problems? Are you ready to learn the simple skills to improve all your relationships and make them thrive? Well, it's easier than you think. Relationship Radio brings you practical advice to be your best and improve your life. We break down the complicated problems and make them simple and easy. And when you know better, you can do better. Here are Master Life Coaches Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles. Welcome to Relationship Radio, where we make healthy relationships simple and easy, so you can know better and do better. I'm Nicole Cunningham. And I'm Kim Giles. We're so happy you're with us today. Yeah. Now, on today's show, uh, Kim, we're talking about what to do with the toxic relationships in your life. And this really came from uh, one of our uh, listeners emailed us this week and said, you know what? I feel like my whole world has gone belly up. All of a sudden, my family and I are in conflict and it's been an ongoing thing. But this is something that now I just can't, I can't see a way forward. And so we thought, what a great way to be able to, to, to focus a whole show on this. Because, Kim, we've all been in this situation. We've all been in, in that situation where we, there's been a turn of events and then things were not the way they were in our relationships. And what do we do then? Yeah, Nicole, you know, one thing I want to hit um, at the beginning of this call, because we, we are kind of defining these certain people as toxic, and it has a tendency to sound like we're in judgment. So I just want to clarify again that the core of the 12 shaped relationship system is the principle that we all have the same value. We're just all going through completely different life classroom experiences, journeys, and, and some of them are rougher than others. And some of us, because often of a very rough journey, have gotten into a very unbalanced state and, and are kind of stuck there. And when, you've, when you're in a relationship with someone who's stuck in an unbalanced state and they're really experiencing a lot of fear, they feel threatened and they see you as the enemy. And there's often a lot of bad behavior that shows up that can make it difficult, if not impossible, to stay in relationship with those people. And and that's a tricky one because it can easily look like we're, we're coming in judgment when we decide that someone in our life is not good for us and that we can't stay healthy ourselves and stay in a balanced state with that person in our life. So we, we often have to make some hard choices. But wouldn't you agree, Nicole, it's, it's tricky to make sure it's not judgment? It is. And really, what we're talking about today is that it takes two to tango. In every single relationship, it takes two people. And there are every single one of the 12 shapes, every single person on the planet has just as much capacity to be toxic. We're not saying there are toxic people out there. We're saying we can all be toxic. And, you know, the, the, uh, the woman who emailed us about this um, relationship um, you know, in her, her life with her family, I could really relate because it's not that they're toxic people. By any means, it's just that both people, because of the series of events, have now become imbalanced and every single one of us in that situation, it's fertile ground for things to get really unhealthy really fast. Yeah. So we're know. It, so we talking about boundaries today and, and we're not talking cut these people out of our life. I, I want to step our callers, and our listeners rather, through this, this show today to say, what are our different options when things like this happen? Where do you start? Yeah, we're going to get into all kinds of tips in dealing with people in a very unbalanced state. But I love what you said, and I want to remind our listeners, even though we probably say this on every show, that all bad behavior is about their fear about themselves. And so whenever somebody is 
is showing up with behavior that's really difficult to deal with, being able to see them as scared is really important because when, when we see their behavior as coming from fear and they're, they're in an unbalanced state because they're afraid, it's easier to have compassion and to see it accurately than when we just see them kind of as a jerk. Does that make yeah, sense? I completely agree. Two weeks ago, we did a show about how to stop the fighting in the family. And we talked about that a lot on that show. So do go back and listen to it if you missed it to say, really, where does all of this unbalanced behavior come from? We, we went into a lot of detail in that show about that. And this is really an extension of that show, I think, Kim, to talk about what happens when I've done the forgiveness? What happens when I've done the love but now I, I still want to make the right decision for me and I have decided I need some space from these people, you know, this person. What do I do? So let's let's talk about really what makes people toxic because it's a big word, yeah, and, and really toxicity comes from fear but it also comes from them being in complete dysfunction. Now I want um, all of our listeners to think about when's the last time that you really chucked a wobbly, you blew your top, Right. Uh, whether it was at the kids or whether it was at, at a driver or whether it was, you know, at work, wherever it was, when you really lost it, then that's the, really that emotion, all of that fury, that intoxication of anger and emotion makes us toxic because we can't see the wood for the trees. It's that at level of out of balance that we're talking about. Yeah, it's, it's a really, really fierce state. And one of the basic qualities of a fear state is selfishness. I mean, when we're afraid of failure or loss, our focus is on us. Our entire focus is on getting whatever we need to quiet that fear. Because until we get that fear quiet, nothing, we're not capable of anything else. So anybody who's scared to death of failure of loss is, is going, their behavior is going to be really selfish. And, and I, the word toxic that we're throwing around, Nicole, is interesting. When you think about a drink or a substance being toxic, it it's bad for you, right? It's just yes. bad for you. And, and, and that's where I would qualify someone's behavior as toxic is when it gets to a point that it really makes me unbalanced and pulls me in with them. And so that's not serving anybody to stay in a relationship where someone's constantly pulling you in and now you're both in fear. If, yeah. if, someone is pulling you in then then having some space and and stepping away from them may be really really important for you for both of you because remember this is also when we're both in that level of heightened state of fear both of us are bad behaving badly both of us can't see the wood for the trees and get ourselves back and so oftentimes it is space now you talk about you know being bad for the body i like to think of it in a very similar way and that is the idea that it's an infection what do we do if there's an infection in the body? Well, we drink a lot of water and we get a lot of rest and we give ourselves some time and space to recover if we have an infection in our body because our body has to push that impurities out. Well, let's use that analogy with our life. If we have somebody who is toxic that then brings out toxicity in us, we need that same space. We need time for healing. We need space for that impurity to even within ourselves. Because again, it's not just about cutting people out of our life. That's not what we're saying. We're saying do the create the environment that you're going to get back to your balance. Because when we're in a fear state, Kim, we're toxic um, for that person, but we're unbalanced for everybody else as well. It's one and the same. 
And that's where um, this email really came in. There's a lot of collateral damage in that this this is between two people, but the overflow of this on the entire family is so big. And, and that's what makes me think about it in this terms of an infection because it does, it spreads. We've been in those environments. We've been in those rooms, Kim. Where yeah, there's, it's there's contagious. Some kind of, it it's, is. It you is. You feel it on an energy level. But I think what's what I really want to um, you know focus on here is that we need the time and the space to get that impurity out of ourselves, to get ourselves back to balance, which means it's not in judgment. It's, you know what, I need time and space to work through this, to process. Yeah, so let's let's call it um, it, let's call it self-care. I mean, really, it, it's not in judgment that I now need to have some space from you. It's self-care for myself. And so it's a love-motivated decision. It is. So we can remember that they have the same value as us, that we have the same value as them no matter what, and that they can't diminish us, but we can continue to diminish ourselves by not doing the appropriate aftercare or self-care. I love that. Yeah. I okay. So, Nicole, you started down the, the road of our, our tips for this segment that I want to make sure, especially all of our folks that are taking notes out there, I want to give you some specific tips for dealing with somebody who's in a toxic state in your life. And tip number one is don't join them in the unbalance. Take the high road. Don't get sucked into your bad behavior. That is your number one responsibility always because it's the the only thing you actually have any control over is your own behavior. So being able to recognize when you're starting to get pulled in and that this isn't who I want to be and to step back out, you know, that it's, it's a really powerful choice. Not always easy, though. When you say sometimes it's pretty hard. And I find myself that if I get myself ever to that level of anger or completely disproportionate response, it's often often way down the road when I'm having that meltdown or the the words are coming out of my mouth that I realize, whoa, (laughs) I'm here and I've got to get my way out. It's not something that consciously happens. But when that moment of realization comes and that rationale comes, that's when we still have to make that empowered choice. It's never too late to make the choice to get back into that balanced state. Yeah. I, I also want to talk when we say take the high road, you know, when, when you're in a situation with a really unbalanced person, it kind of brings your ego out and you sort of want to slam them. I mean, you want to fight back at some level and, and more so certain shapes than others. But, but when you feel that, I, I like to pause and remember that taking the high road and showing up loving and kind, even though this person doesn't deserve it in this moment, is really what makes me feel good about myself in the long run. So, so staying in a mature, balanced place and being respectful and loving, even though you're not getting that back, trust me, that's going to do wonders for your self-esteem. I agree. And when you're taking the high road, you don't do it for yourself. It doesn't need to be published. You don't need to tell everybody you're taking the high road or change your update on status of, on Facebook. You know, the higher road's an internal decision where you make a choice not to participate. It's not an, a moral high ground that comes from the ego. Oh, I'm so glad you said that because, yeah, we we see people. I can't fight them in it dirty. I can't get in the fight and win, so I'm going to win them with moral superiority over them. And that's still ego and unbalanced. It's still ego. Yeah, yeah. it is. Okay, so now, another second. Yeah, yeah, you go. go ahead. Cool. <laughs> 
We're excited today to give this to you. Now, the next one is we've got to remember that they have the same value as what you do, no matter what they, they say, what he or her says about you. Now, that's hard, okay, because you want to pull them down in that moment and you feel completely justified to do it because they're slagging you off. Is that an Australian term? Slagging yeah. you off? <laughs> yeah, we don't say that. <laughs> yeah. You know, they're talking bad behind your back or there's a lot of gossip. There's a lot of drama. And, you know, with nowadays, with all, all the ways that we can communicate, things become pretty big pretty quickly. Before you know it, it's viral. You know, it's all over Facebook or Twitter or, you know. And, and, and this is one of those situations where we've got to make a decision that, that no matter what they do, they still have value. We can feel a lot of emotion and anger. Can you hear that helicopter going over me? No. Today? No, no, we're good. Oh, good, good. <laughs> um, that, that ultimately you're in a situation where you've got to love them the same. You've got to realize that they are in an unbalanced state. No matter what they do, what they say, they still are a worthwhile human being. They have now, the same value as you. Now, Nicole, I think maybe even the more important side of that is to remember your value can't be changed no matter what they say or do. I, I know times when I've had to deal with someone in a toxic state they're throwing poison darts at me. I mean, one after another. And and it's easy to let those sting, to let those hurt you. And and it takes a lot of willpower. And, and I literally have to run it over in my head over and over and over. They can't diminish my value. This doesn't diminish my value. It doesn't diminish my value. And in doing that, I literally like to imagine those poison darts bouncing off that they can't stick to me. As long as I know my value can't change, those darts can't hurt me. Um, but I, I've had clients in the past who've said, yeah, I'm, I'm good at it for a while. And then I find myself later picking the darts up and stabbing myself with them because those words they said kind of stay in my mind. And so I, I want everybody to recognize you have more power to be bulletproof than you think. They cannot hurt you without your your participation in it. And and we really have the power to literally let those things bounce off and, and not stab ourselves with them. Does that make sense? Now, this is powerful because to do that requires new skills. We called Relationship Radio the tagline is know better and do better. Because if it was easy, we'd all be doing it, Kim. If we knew this already, we'd all be doing it. But what you said, I'm so pleased you brought up that um, that example that you shared with our clients uh, about the poison darts, because I didn't know for so long in my life um, how to step outside of that uh, rumination. Even if I wasn't in, engaged in that conflict, I left the room, I left the building. The the words that that person said that hurt me would was as if they the fight never ended. It continued. I continue to do that. So. This is why we set up the inner circle, Kim, is to really give people week by week um, support and to actually step into being coached by us every single week to get these skills because it is, it's is—it's not something that comes easily to a lot of us. Otherwise, we'd be doing it. So yeah. if you haven't heard about the inner circle yet and you're not part of our community there with our, all of our support and um, our weekly coaching, do go to 12shapes.com. Yeah. Okay. Now, there's one other tip we have to hit before we go to a break. Uh, and that is remember or, or at least choose consciously to see this situation as your classroom. That it, even though it's aggravating and painful and, and difficult to deal with this toxic behavior, it is in your life to serve you at some level. Every situation is. It's here to teach you something. 
So my favorite question, every time I have a client who tells me about this toxic relationship, favorite question is, what do you think being in this relationship could teach you? Is there any way it could make you stronger, wiser, or more loving? What could be the reason that this is your perfect classroom? And all the time, if if you really step back from it, look at it, you will be able to see ways that this toxic person is actually growing you and making you a better version of yourself. And when you see them accurately that way, it takes so much of the sting and pain out of dealing with that relationship when you recognize it's there for you, not just to you. Now, I love this because we get to choose our perspective on this. People that we work with, um, and and a lot of people who listen to the show, may be struggling with a victim mentality, being stuck in, this is happening to me, and it's all their fault, and if they're the ones that need to change, or, you know what, this is never going to improve, that is a choice. It's a choice to live with that perspective. This is another choice, which is choose to see this is happening as an opportunity for you to learn and grow, to become more loving. This person, this situation is your perfect teacher today, this month, this year, this life, right? And you get to choose how much you suffer in that. I think for all those people out there who have felt so powerless in so many of their relationships for so long, this is, will be the number one thing that, that we can leave them with today, Kim, is to say you get to choose how much you suffer. Yeah, it it does require you stepping out of the victim place and owning your personal responsibility in it. And that can be scary, but guys, we can do it. We can do it. And what's on the other side of that is so much more peace and happiness. It is. Okay, we've got to take a break, Kim. Stay with us here on Relationship Radio. You're with Nicole and Kim. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you a fan of Relationship Radio? Are you ready to take your relationships to the next level? Perhaps you are still struggling with relationships in your life or struggling with your self-confidence or some negative thinking. We can assist you. Our Shape Up Coaching Program is available to our listeners all over the world. We offer private one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and family group sessions where we teach you about your shapes and how to really strengthen, build, and nurture each of your relationships. Discover how to resolve conflict, how to overcome fear of confrontation, and really work on your self-esteem like never before. For information about your coaching options, or if you're interested in becoming a certified coach to work with Kim and Nicole, send us an email, info at 12shapes.com. Become a member of voiceamerica.com. It's easy and best of all, it's free. Start out by going to our homepage or any of our channels and click register at the top. Once you've created an account and signed in, you can create your own custom library, opt into our newsletter, search by show, host, guest, or topic of interest, or browse millions of hours of content across all of our Voice America radio channels. Membership gets you more. Visit voiceamerica.com today to get started and tailor the listening experience to your taste. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Relationship Radio. To reach Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles or their guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to info at 12shapes.com. 
Now back to Relationship Radio. Welcome back. You're with Nicole and Kim. Hi, Kim. We've got some exciting news for everybody today. We do. I'm so excited that we're finally getting to announce this. Okay, so Kim and I have been working very quietly, very diligently in the background for the last 12 months to develop and and build our 12 Shapes app, which will be out in just a few weeks. So Kim, why don't you tell everybody what's going to be on the app and how it's going to change their life? It is going to be your favorite thing to help with all of your relationships. So we will have a new version of the 12 Shapes survey to tell you your shape. And then once you discover your own shape, you'll be able to invite all your friends and family to come and take the the quiz again. And your accounts will actually be linked. And you're actually going to have a friends page that shows everyone you know. And when you click on them, you get to learn all about their shape. You get to watch videos that teach you how to get along, how to handle conflict, kind of the strengths and weaknesses that show up in each of those friends. I mean, it is going to be relationship help at your fingertips 24-7. It's, it's going to be an amazing thing. Now, I have to tell you, I'm excited about all of that bit. <clears throat> but the thing I'm even more excited about in the app is that every single one of the 12 shapes has an opportunity to go through a custom coaching program that you and I have written and developed for every one of the shapes. We've talked for months now about the strengths and weaknesses and, and that, that different shapes struggle with different things. So we actually built, we built and, and designed a custom program for you to coach through all the stuff that you know you need help with, the stuff that's harder for you than what you feel it's for harder for anyone else. And we know that because there are certain shapes that struggle with different things. So we are so excited. That's all in the app as well, that you get to just learn from that your phone, from the tablet, um, you know, wherever it is that you access apps. You're going to have an opportunity to just self-pace and have those daily reminders. There's homework in there that you can do every single day to work on the stuff that you know you need to work on. Yeah, actually, Nicole, we're, we're putting content on the app that our personal coaching clients pay a lot of money for. And they're subconscious reprogramming exercises and some of our very best stuff that's going to be on the app. Um, they're also going to have access to all the relationship radio recordings at their fingertips. So that's going to be fun. Um, but I, I have to tell you, Nicole, I have a friend that's single who is starting to date by the shapes and everybody that she wants to start going out with, she makes them take the survey because she wants to know what shape they are. It's going to be amazing for you to be able to meet new people and get on the app and learn how to get along and have a healthy relationship with anybody right at your fingertips. I'm just so excited about it. Yeah. So everybody keep an eye on 12shapes.com so you, you know when we're launching and, and we'll keep you up to date on that. Yeah. All right. Let's get more into what choices we can make when we do experience this emotional toxicity of having somebody in our life that's very unbalanced. Now, Kim and I, you and I have discussed this a lot and we see this a lot in the work that we do um, and the coaching clients that we have in that there are really three choices to make. You can either try to repair the relationship, you can accept that the relationship is as it is and just live with it, or we have to make decisions around boundaries. So I want to actually talk through those three choices because I know there's listeners today who are in this situation saying, I don't know what to do anymore. I'm, I'm done but I, I want to be loving and I, I don't want this person out of my life or I do want this person out of my life and I just don't know how to do it. 
Yeah. You know, before we get into those three options, I do want to say to everybody that the right answer for you is different than the right answer for anyone else. And and we we really never, never would tell a client or tell any of you, oh, this is what you should do. You should get a divorce or you should get out of this relationship. You are the only one entitled to know what your perfect classroom journey is. And as we talk about the three options, your gut will ping and, and tell you that this is actually the right one for me. And whatever you do, don't let anyone else anyone tell you oh no you're handling this wrong you've got to listen to your gut because the right answer is different every time yeah the only person that gets to make any kind of decision or have any weight on your journey is you absolutely only one only one okay i also want to say i I want everybody to notice when you're deciding between these three options you want to be making a love motivated decision not a fear motivated one so if running away is really your your fear of conflict and, and its avoidance, then getting out may not be the right answer if you're doing it from fear. If you're getting out of a relationship from a place of love for yourself and taking care of yourself, that's a different experience. So we, we also kind of have to watch. So each of these options, we're going to talk about what it would look like in a fear, unbalanced state, and what it would look like in a balanced love state. Okay, so the first one is repairing the relationship. And that's really where most of us want to be because this person's in our life for a reason. Now, if you coming are coming from a fear reason, your desire to fix this comes because you are seeing that person as the bad guy, all right? You can call them out that they've got the bad behavior and, you know, it, it can be a real issue because this place of judgment really is a defensiveness, right? So you may not want to repair it because you think, well, no, this person's wrong. They're never going to change. Yeah. You know, I actually see a lot of people who are trying to fix it, but it's really, I'm trying to fix that broken person. It's not me. The, the fear keeps you in a state of blame where you want to point the finger at the other person. So if you're trying to repair your relationship, but you don't realize that you're half of it, and that means you need to work and, and do some personal development yourself. If it's all about fixing another person, I would say you're fear-motivated, not love-motivated. I agree. And and even if you this is not something that you normally do, because there's some shapes that do this more than other, others, this is the ego. The ego is making that person wrong. And so all of us have a tendency for that ego to pop up from time to time. So we really need to be aware of that. Yeah. Now, a loving motivation place to want to repair it is that you remember that this person even though they're in an unbalanced state they have something to show you they have something to teach you that they have the same value as you that they're just in a really difficult time right now or maybe they don't have the skills and tools that you do to be able to acknowledge that this bad behavior is is coming up and what's driving it Uh, and and they may be in a position where they're just in such a fearful place that they can't get out of it so if you can step into that place in that role of loving compassion without judgment, where we don't have to make them wrong, but we can see them for them being in their struggles and in their difficulties right now, then you may want to repair it because you can be in a loving place and let them evolve and come to that place of growth themselves. Yeah, absolutely. So if if we're working on repairing it from this place, I also like 
let's be on the same team as much as possible. And we've got these issues in our relationship and let's both work on ourselves to solve the problem. And then it's us against a problem, not us against each other. I love that. I love that. I, I, I use that so much in our couples work. And I know that you use it in all your sessions too. It is such a simple uh, idea. But the minute that both of you get on that same page and you decide that it's us against that problem or us against the world, you know, that, that we're, be, we're being rocked by right now, that consolidation is just incredible. And, and the magic that can happen in that place. Yeah. But let me just say, if the, the toxic behavior person in your life is not willing to fix it and work on it, and is not cooperative and has no interest in owning any fault on their side, this may not be really a, a feasible option for you. And so I, I want to get to the next two just in case that's you can just feel that that's not going to be possible for you. Yeah. So the next one is accepting it. Um, and we have to accept that this person is the way that they are. And that they are going to continue to do what they do that hurts you, that makes you irritable and that makes you bothered. And you still ultimately are going to have to be in a situation where you receive that from them. But you have to get to a place where um, you can do it without resentment. (laughs) You know, so you've got to accept that nothing's going to change. So if I choose to stay here, I'm choosing to put myself in this situation, that that the pieces are not going to come from their side. Now, Nicole, we've we've got a friend who's in a very uh, difficult relationship with someone that's pretty in fear, in an unbalanced state, and they have really chosen to stay in it no matter how bad it gets and stay in it from a place of love. And I've just been amazed watching that person. Every time those poison darts get thrown, flowers get returned. I mean, this person is just able to keep loving in the in the face of any attack. And I think it is so amazing. I'm not sure I could do that well as they're doing in that place. But a lot of it is that they're really seeing the situation accurately. They're seeing the other person as scared, not bad or evil or, or broken, but scared. And, and they recognize that that bad behavior is really a, a cry for love and validation which most bad behavior is. It, it's a request for love. It's just a really bad way to request love. It doesn't generally work very well and make people want to love you. But, but if, if we are able to rise to a place to see their bad behavior that way, then accepting it and staying in the relationship may really be for you. But if, that's a tall order. And, and I think we've seen many clients, you and I, over the years that they don't quite have it in them to do that. And, and so the accepting it and staying in it ends up being a very negative fear-based place where I'm constantly feeling terrible and resentful and hurt and bothered and, and the accepting it and staying in it in a negative state. There's really not a lot of peace in that. No, I've actually worked with a lot of people who have been genuine victims who have stayed in this place in that they are accepting that it's not going to change, but they're also accepting that it's okay that they stay in that place. And and we're talking now in, in terms of situations like domestic violence and, and true emotional abuse, living with narcissists, these kind of things. This also falls under this category, Kim, 
where there may be a little bit of victimhood where I'm powerless, there's nothing I can do, I'm loving them because I don't know how to get out. So that's just a worth putting there with a bit of a, you know, asterisk next to it to say, just check in, check in with yourself and say, am I here because I choose to be here because I'm loving them through it because I can accurately see that they're out of balance and I can show that compassion or am I here and I'm staying out of fear because I just don't know how to get out. Yeah. You know, I've had a friend years ago in that situation who kept deciding to stay, even though it was very negative and hurtful and and awful. And I found myself getting frustrated that she wouldn't stand up for herself and get out. And I finally realized this is her perfect classroom. She's not ready. There's still lesson in it, apparently, that she needs to learn. So we also want to make sure we stay out of judgment on anyone else's decision. Because, again, they're entitled to know what's right for them. We aren't. Yeah. So we kind of have to honor that. Love that. Now, accepting it from a place of love is ultimately accepting the lessons that come with it. So it's about making the decision to work on yourself, to become more stoic, to become more bulletproof, to, to work on pulling those poison darts out, but also looking at what can I learn and grow from within this? So in what way um, that I'm, I'm getting hurt? In what way am I receiving feedback and negative criticism that I'm finding really challenging? And do I have something genuine that I could look into that, right? So I have a criticism in my home, which is, mom, you need, you're too neat. You know, you don't, everything doesn't need to be perfect all the time. And so that's negative feedback I receive. And I've got to look at it and say, okay, am I being a little bit too perfectionistic am I getting a little too OCD is it is it driving my family crazy (laughs) you know and do I have something in this to learn so and can I adapt and that's that's really accepting this relationship and doing the growth alongside it is staying from a loving place Kim yeah okay I just want to I want to make sure everybody's following us so we talked about the the three options the first one is try to repair it but do it from a place of trust and love where you're willing to work on yourself and you're not in judgment or accept it and stay in it, but do it in a place of trust and love so that those poison darts can't hurt and you're focused on the lesson. So those are two really great love motivated options. But if you know that you can't stay in it and stay in trust and love, that this person is going to continually trigger you into an unbalanced state we got to go to option three, which might be to avoid them or get out of the relationship. And again, there's two places we can do this from. You can decide to run and cut this person out of your life and do it out of fear and defensiveness with a lot of bitterness and resentment. You, you can, it, it's a, it's a, I'm too miserable and scared and hurt and, and I'm leaving, but it's a very negative experience when you leave from fear, how else would you describe it? I think ultimately in this place, we're still making them the villain. They, they did this to me. They're going to continue to do this to me. There's nothing in it from that I need to look at. And ultimately, I have to bolt and, and, and get out of here because I, I can't allow this to continue. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about what a deciding to get out from a place of love looks like. And I have this funny line I've used with my clients. We always want to be in a place of love towards every human being. But there's some human beings that it might be better to love from afar. And that's perfectly okay if this is a wise decision 
for you and you're coming from a place of forgiveness and compassion, but also accuracy about just how bad that relationship is for you, it is totally fine to love someone from afar without any guilt around that whatsoever. I know you agree with this one a lot. I really do. I, this one is something that I've had to do a few times over in my life. And the, the key to this is me being able to uh, love them from afar and for it still not to consume my life because then I really haven't moved on. And so really it comes down to me doing all of my work to heal for myself because I can't change them. And after the break, we're going to talk about what the process of actually what this looks like of setting those boundaries and doing the healing that's involved. Because if I don't do that for myself, then I remain bitter. I may as well have stayed with them. I may as well have stayed where they lived or where they where this was all happening at the job or the workplace, you know. So this this really to to leave and to love from afar comes with some personal accountability, Kim. It's not just about so you don't want to you don't want to take the poison with you because that's kind yes. of what what you do. So I re- I really feel like forgiveness has to be a big part of this, where you see them accurately as this is their classroom journey. This is what they're going through. And you know what? It's okay, and I don't have to be in judgment, and I can forgive and love and and move forward without taking any of that poison with me whatsoever. And you know if you've taken the poison with you. Because it's right? still consuming you. You're talking yeah, about it. You're still well, thinking about it. You may even find it. yourself justifiably gossiping about that person. You know, a lot of us like to do that. The ego creeps in as well. So if, you, if you're still talking about that person as much as what you did forgiveness hasn't taken place that's right oh my gosh this is such good stuff i hate to go to the break but we got to take a few minutes um stay with us because we have some great and important stuff about helping you set boundaries and and make it work with a toxic person in your life so join us in a few minutes we'll we'll be right back you're with nicole and kim on relationship radio your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Are you a fan of Relationship Radio? Are you ready to take your relationships to the next level? Perhaps you are still struggling with relationships in your life or struggling with your self-confidence or some negative thinking. We can assist you. Our Shape Up Coaching Program is available to our listeners all over the world. We offer private one-on-one coaching, group coaching, and family group sessions where we teach you about your shapes and how to really strengthen, build, and nurture each of your relationships. Discover how to resolve conflict, how to overcome fear of confrontation, and really work on your self-esteem like never before. For information about your coaching options, or if you're interested in becoming a certified coach to work with Kim and Nicole, send us an email, info at 12shapes.com. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. You are listening to Relationship Radio. 
To reach Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles or their guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. If you'd rather send an email, please send it to info at 12shapes.com. Now back to Relationship Radio. Welcome back here with Nicole and Kim. We're talking toxic relationships today. And if you haven't been with us so far on the show, do go back and listen to the beginning where we've really stepped our listeners through the process of what do you do when you've got an unhealthy relationship in your life and you're trying to decide, do I want to continue in this or do I need to set boundaries? How do I set those boundaries? Or, you know what, this is something I need to walk away from. So I found this quote online, Kim. George Bernard Shaw said, I learned long ago, never wrestle with a pig. You just get dirty and the pig likes it. Oh, I love that one. <laughs> and ultimately, that's what we're talking so about. This, in this last it part is. of the show, we're talking about, you know what, I've done as much as I'm willing to do here. I, I have to walk away. I have to let go. I have to move forward. This is, I've, I've made my decision that I'm done. So yeah. how do we do this? Because I think a lot of people think of that and they think, well, that's a really immature decision. Um, you shouldn't be doing this. I mean, we don't get to choose our family. We don't get to often to choose the in-laws and the extended family we marry into. And so this is something we see in our work a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. Um, but what we believe is that it is. It's actually fine and, and mature and it's actually very wise to put boundaries in. And sometimes that boundary has to be to walk away. Yeah, right. Um, what One of the things we do with our coaching clients at the beginning of talking about boundaries is we help them recognize that it takes two to have conflict. To have a fight, two people have to be in it. And, and so they're thinking, okay, you're right, so I shouldn't fight. And they end up on this side of of being a doormat and letting the person run over them. And that's not where we want you to be either. We, we don't want you to be so nice and loving that you get walked on, but we don't want you to join them in the anger and the conflict either. So we kind of have to introduce our clients to this whole new place that they've never been before, where you're basically both strong and loving and nice at the same time. And what we mean is, is you've got a good balance between being nice and, and loving towards others and taking care of yourself. And I find most of our clients uh, are not that good at taking care of themselves, which is why these boundary rules are so important because they literally help you to and protect you from your own fear and weakness that would let you get walked on. So I, I often will draw this, this timeline on a piece of paper for my coaching clients and we have mean and selfish on one side and we have loving and nice but weak and a doormat on the other side. And then I ask them to try to, to draw a dot on that line where they think they are and, and where they think they get drawn. And a lot of them say, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm on the nice side and I'll, I'll stay there and stay there and stay there until it gets so bad that I just explode and I end up on the other side and my behavior is very toxic. So, again, this is a pattern I think most of us fall into. And, and we're... We've got to get to have healthy boundaries is in balance where, where we could actually put that dot in the middle of that chart, which says, I'm going to be strong enough to not let you walk on me, but I'm not going to come from mean and selfish 
either. I'm going to do it in a strong but loving way. Now, the key to finding that place is getting out of fear because it's fear. Another big part of this is that you've got to be clear about what it is that you want for yourself. A lot of the times when we're in these situations, we know that we don't want no. We know we don't want what is. So I don't like this. It doesn't feel good. I don't like how I'm being treated. But we also don't know what it is that we want instead. So to have that really clear motivation becomes really important. And we, I'm sure that our listeners have heard us. We've joked about it before that I, I like to hit my clients with pens. And what I do is I start tapping on their hand and I say, am I hitting you or are you allowing me to hit you? And no, the time, you don't tap on their hand. You like wail on their hand with a pen. I do. I you do. And, and almost hurt them. I do because, <laughs> and, and and if they're teenagers, I like to throw throw the candy that's in my office at them, um, and they think, "Wow, this woman's crazy." But you know what? This is what happens: is that we allow less than we deserve. And you and I strongly believe that we are here to live once. We're here to live our best life. That every single one of us, every day, deserves joy. We have the worthiness to achieve, create, to manifest, and to enjoy the life that we want. But so many of us do not actually reach for that because we don't even know what that looks like. So it's so it's one thing to acknowledge, yes, okay, I'm allowing this person to hit me. But there comes some personal responsibility to say, but this is what I want instead. And and you may not have a lot of clarity around that right now, but you might just say, you know what, I just don't want this drama. Or I choose not to have this amount of emotion for myself. Or I need to heal we have to, in order to put these boundaries in, Kim, we have to have motivation for ourselves to know what we want instead. And that's what makes it easier. Do you agree? I do. Totally. Um, I, I know one of the exercises we do with our coaching clients that would be powerful for our listeners is to sit down and, and think back about behaviors that you allowed that you resented, things that you wish you hadn't done, that you'd been stronger and, and make a list of a bunch of those and, and recognize the, the rules that might be playing out in the back of your mind that prevented you from speaking up or standing up for yourself or saying no. And a lot of us have some interesting rules, that these policies that play out in our mind that it would be mean and selfish to say no. Well, that's not really true. Um it's, it's realistic that sometimes everybody has to say no, and it doesn't make you a selfish person. So, Nicole, I love the way you ask our clients to write themselves a permission slip about some of these, these policies or rules that have, have made them be a doormat. Talk about that for a minute. Yeah, so let me give you an example of a new client I have who we, we discovered as I listened to him talk about what he wanted in his life and, and that he's he wants more friends and he wants deeper connection with others, but he doesn't know how to achieve it. Underneath all of that was a policy of I can't do anything for myself. My job is to make everybody else around me happy. He comes from a large family, and so there's a lot of involvement with nieces and nephew and family activities and, and his siblings that there's so much that obligation that he does out of love because he wants to participate, but he's a people pleaser in that, that there's no real time for a lot of creative hobbies and new friendships that come along with those things. So we realized that he actually feels lonely 
and he wants more friends in his life, but it came from a deep subconscious policy that he didn't give himself permission to let go of being what he was to his family relationships, which was all out of obligation. So people pleasing is a great example of what we, we're doing as what, one of the beginnings of, of actually shifting this mindset for him. So he's writing himself a permission slip every single morning before his feet hit the, hit the floor, which is I give myself permission to be exactly as I am, to be accepted and loved for who I am and to invite new relationships into my life that are outside of obligation and people-pleasing. Oh, I love that. You know, I, I also, I just want everybody to recognize when you're dealing with a very toxic personality, though, they don't take your no for an answer very easy. And one of the mistakes that a lot of us make when we need to say no to somebody, we, we, we give them explanation. Well, I can't because of this. We, we give them the whole answer and they will solve that for you. If you, t- if you give them an excuse, they will be able to come up with a way that, yes, you can still do what they want you to. <laughs> so it's really important as you're learning to set boundaries and say no, that you don't give any explanations. And I know that's scary for a lot of people, but it's so powerful to learn to say, I'm sorry, I can't make it. And that's it. And, so, and I don't want to get into why I just can't be there. So no justifying. Another part of that that I love that we do with our clients is that no is a complete sentence. So I don't have to say no because. I can just say, no, I'm sorry, this, this is not going to work for me this time. Or no, that's it. You know, my kids wanted pudding for breakfast this morning. No is a complete sentence. (laughs) (laughs) So I have to tell you, Nicole, years ago, I had this neighbor that was always asking me to watch her kids. And she was a good friend and I loved her. And so I felt too guilty to say no. But there were days when I did not have it in me to deal with her kids. And it did not end up being a good thing for the kids or me to have me watch them that day. And I realized, you know, you think you're being loving and nice, but really you're just being scared. You're too scared to speak your truth. And I finally had to give myself the permission slip to say no when I don't have it in me out of love for myself and love for them. (laughs) Because it's just better for everybody if you're honest about where you really are. So what, what are the things you need to give yourself permission to do to protect yourself, especially from a toxic person. Where do those boundary rules need to show up? And and I still think it's so powerful to, to brainstorm this on paper. Would you agree? I agree. And I want to say as another homework tip for all those people listening today who are there on that seesaw edge of, I don't know whether I need to move away from this person and put in a boundary or whether I, I just need to walk away for good. What I would like to say to that person listening today is write down what it is that you want. What do you? What does your life look like? What do you deserve? What is it that you're choosing instead? Because to walk away from a toxic person means that you're choosing something higher for yourself, that you are choosing your best, the best that you deserve. So what does that look like? Brainstorm it. Well, you know what? In a, in, in a, if I didn't have this toxic relationship, I wouldn't have drama in my life. I'd spend more time looking after myself and my health. I'd rest more. I'd stop participating in this or this hobby. I'd get back to that stuff that used to give me joy. 
So the clearer that you are about the place you're moving into, the clearer you'll get about whether this person can come with you or not. And then it's going to be more about you loving yourself moving forward than needing to continue to hold on to that resentment. Earlier on in the show, I talked about how this bitterness and this anger, when we hold on to grudges and when we have toxic people in our life, it's all-consuming. It makes us sick. So to move forward is to cleanse that infection, and we, we can cleanse that infection out of our body, out of our mind, out of our memories, if we have something that we're reaching for that's joyful, that brings so much more value and, and self-worth and self-validation. Kim, what do you think about that? Oh, I so agree. Those were important. Um, the The one thing that's coming to my mind is, is a lot of times we we feel guilty stepping away from someone. We're worried about how they will handle that. Will they be okay if we step out of their life? And so one thing that really has helped me is remembering that God and the universe are in charge and they have each of us in their hands. The, the providing their perfect classroom journey. And really, it's not up to us to take care of them and to be responsible for everybody that's, that's in our world. And, and it becomes easier to let go of that feeling of responsibility when you remember that God and the universe have this. They've always got everybody safely in their hands, and, and it's really not on you. And that kind of gives you, it, it helps to give you permission to step back, don't you think? Yeah, and sometimes I feel like if I, uh, this helps me to move forward, is that if I'm going to stop participating in holding, supporting, protecting that person like what I was, that was meaning that it was too much for me, they're, they're going to be in a new classroom of growth, a new level of their own journey to actually step into those things and receive the blessings and the benefits of learning those lessons that, that otherwise I was inhibiting them to have. Yeah, you may have actually, the universe may have set this up for you to be the teacher and in your stepping away, that's exactly the lesson that this person needs. They need to know that that behavior means people don't want to be in your life. And if you don't have the strength to step away and teach them that, then they're going to continue to behave this way. So there's there's often, you, you're actually doing them a favor. You're serving their education by showing them that, that that kind of behavior isn't okay. And that goes for all kinds of people. When, when you feel like you need to say no to anything, you need to trust that that is the other person's perfect classroom to have you say no. But remember, we say no from love, not from judgment, not because we are in the moral high ground, we're on our pedestal with our ego swinging the bat to say, you need this. This is all loving compassion. And and we've only got a few more minutes in the show, actually one more minute to go. The, the final thought I want to leave people with, Kim, today, if it's okay, is the idea that, that when we're moving forward, we have to make a choice to be bitter, to be better, not bitter. So if you're moving forward and putting people out of your life and you still hold that bitterness in your heart, you have not truly moved forward. This has to be loving both ways, loving for them and loving for you, healing on both ends so that you can be better and not bitter. Yeah, we've also got a great show that we've done on forgiveness that I would encourage everybody to go back and listen to. I think yeah. that would that would really help in this situation. 
And if you need any specific support, you can always reach out to us at 12shapes.com. If you haven't had enough information about this topic and you need some additional coaching, we're also available for that. So thank you for being with us today here on Relationship Radio. I think this is going to be a show that people go back to because uh, I think in every moment um, or for every person's journey, in some moment, they, they face this dilemma, Kim. So this is going to be a great resource for everybody. I agree. Yeah. All right. Thank you for being with us today here on Relationship Radio. Join us next week for more skills and tools to know better and do better. Thank you for being a part of Relationship Radio. We hope you've not only received some great ideas to improve the relationships in your life, but we'll join Master Coaches Nicole Cunningham and Kim Giles again next Thursday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we meet again, have a wonderful week.